Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the channel where we do not have a seven-game slate due to a cancellation in Boston. We have a six-game slate today, and Monday was our best NBA day of the year. Everybody going off. Everybody that we had interest in, whether it was on this video, whether it was on towards the end of the day once we got more news that kind of changed the slate a decent amount, right? A game getting postponed yesterday, a lot of guys getting ruled out, but it was a very good slate. Whether it was the number one scorer on the slate, who was the cover boy yesterday, who was our top play not named Joel Embiid, right? Bradley B. Or if it was LaMelo Ball, who only scores eight points and had zero at halftime, but still goes off as the highest scorer. Get this. LaMelo Ball scored eight points. Gordon Hayward on his same team scored 34 points, and LaMelo Ball scored more DraftKings points. How is that possible? LaMelo Ball was picking up rebounds, 14, assists, multiple steals, a block towards the end of the game, right? You had Chris Bouchard start the second half for like the second straight game right now in terms of for Toronto, 40 fantasy points, right? You had guys going off left and right. Oladipo got there at the end. Aaron Gordon, somebody else that we had graded out pretty highly, got there for 40 plus points it was a very good day on monday and we're looking to run it back on is this the first six games lead of the year i'm asking myself and now i'm asking all the people out there in the world listening to this on the airwaves yeah i think it might be if it's not the first six game sleep might be the second and it wasn't supposed to be a six game sleep because of the lack of back-to-backs we're having every single one of those smaller normally four to six to seven game size slates are now becoming eight to nine to ten game slates because the lack of back-to-backs and the lack of off days means a lot more teams are playing night in and night out instead of playing three times a, d- a week which is normal in the nba in the past now you're playing five times a week so we are back and and yeah i I really do like six game slates they're perfect size in my opinion i'm excited for this they're easy to handle when it comes to news there's a lot of questionable marks today but you know we'll get that news we'll get through it we don't have to worry about double the amount of news coming out on these uh, massive 11 game slates that are normally on wednesdays i haven't even looked tomorrow morning i'll wake up and fingers crossed that it's not an 11 game slate but i'm sure it will be but before we get into it like subscribe do all of those things the sponsor of this show is indeed Superdraft. i saw about seven people signed up yesterday for Superdraft. they give me these little reports and i'm just like hey nice thumbs up to all the people that signed up because I hope you're having a good time over there. If you're having a good time over there, if you're not signed up over on Superdraft, you should be, so you can have that good time over there. It is a multiplier format. We have projections that you can follow on down below over on Patreon and, and on our 4 p.m. live streams that we do during the week for the NBA. We talked through some of the top Superdraft plays. Yesterday, we were telling you how Maxi was one of the top Superdraft plays because he had a 2x multiplier. Well, Sal, what does that mean? Well, Superdraft's a multiplier format. So, for example, today, LeBron James has a 1x multiplier. So, if he scores 50 fantasy points, multiply that by 1, and he gets 50 Superdraft points. But, 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 and this is a big old booty if you ended up seeing out there that you had somebody like a maxi yesterday tyrese maxi was on the slate again today but ben simmons is due back so not as impressive of a play if that indeed pans out for simmons to play i believe simmons dealing with a knee injury but maxi yesterday had a 2x multiplier so let's just say maxi scores 30 points well 30 is nowhere near 50 right but he had a 2x multiplier so he gets 60 super draft points and basically outscores what would be a 50 point lebron james day based on that right so that is a very good thing to know having projections having an idea on that lineup construction a little bit of ownership comes into it as well randomness so be sure to check all that out people are winning a good amount of money over on Superdraft. It is getting sharper by the day. I will admit that. It is getting sharper by the day when more people are going over there that are using projections. So the best time to get in is literally the present right now before it continues to get sharper. So check that out. Link down below. If you use my name, Sal, S-A-O, that will give you a free money bonus in a slow drip format up to a thousand, a thousand dollar whiskey. You get it as you play. Check it out. Thank you, Superdraft, for being the sponsor of the Tuesday video. So let's crank through some news. It's not as much, nowhere near as much as yesterday. And then we have some top plays that we can get into and really spend most of our time on today. So in Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving is out again. This is a personal issue. They're saying that is related to the capital, just him, him trying to process all of that. Uh, I don't know if this is clinical related. I don't want to speculate anything like that, but Kyrie Irving is going to be out again. So what's that going to lead to? More usage for Kevin Durant, who went off in the last game without Kyrie Irving when he returned. Almost 60 fantasy points. More usage for Karis LeVert, right? When they're staggered, especially. I thought you might see some more Chris Chioza minutes, but he only saw eight minutes in the last game. So just really trickling down a bunch of minutes to the rest of these guys. Bruce Brown getting some minutes. Joe Harris probably gets up into the 30s and that type of stuff because there's no Tyler Johnson either. And that's been the case basically 
right now dealing with health and it seems like COVID. So it is a little bit surprising to me that we have not really seen anything out of Chris Gioza because he's technically the only other point guard on this roster outside of a Karis LeVert that you're seeing right now. And in that last game, he only played eight minutes shot 0 of 4 totally. And then outside of that for Brooklyn, you're just getting more stable minutes for guys like Landry Shamit, for guys like Tarion Prince playing back-to-back minutes. It were games of 24 minutes, Bruce Brown, nothing major really there. It just makes me like Kevin Durant yet again, it makes Karis LeVert just look decent at his price point. You get down to Houston now, you're going to have, due to health, no Daniel House today. And then a bunch of questionable tags. So John Wall at $7,400. I actually think he's a pretty fair play today. John Wall started the season off as like a $7,100 player, smashed the price point without James Harden, continued to smash without James Harden, but he's been good. He's gotten in the 40s multiple times with James Harden. He's basically matched James Harden or outscored him in two out of the last three games. And Harden remains over $3,000 more expensive, as he should be more expensive, but not by that wide of a margin. I do think that John Wall is closer to an $8,000 player. Now he's questionable with migraines. This is something that Steven Adams actually was dealing with, I believe, on Monday, but then that New Orleans game got canceled. So we don't have to see if he was going to be out or not. It was leaning that he was going to miss. John Wall is somebody that has been fantastic overall in the season from a point per minute standpoint. But if you're just looking at what he has done when you have James Harden on the court next to him this season, he's only averaging 1.02 fantasy points per minute. He is shooting the ball well, 53% effective field goal rate, 23% usage compared to Harden averaging 1.39 fantasy points per minute. So they're kind of both cutting into each other and that makes sense. You do have John Wall right now taking up a decent amount of impact to actually impact both of these players. So just keep an eye on that. Some things that would change. You also have Eric Gordon right now, questionable with a leg injury. If you didn't see any John Wall out there today, they really don't have anybody else, right? Chris, Chris Clemens is a, is a guard piece for them, a depth piece. He's not going to be out there today. So James Harden would just have to take on all the ball handling responsibilities. You'd probably see a little bit of a bump up for guys like Sterling Brown, for David Nwama, if Eric Gordon and John Wall were to miss, for guys like Ben McLemore. So just keep an eye on that. Some guys might become value plays. Maybe a David Nwaba, if he starts and sees the 30 plus minutes, becomes a value play, just $3,300. But we're going to get into the value on the slate, value that's actually going to be starting and playing big minutes and getting usage because of just health reasons. Again, we're going to be talking about the Miami Heat, potentially the 76ers. So we can get into that. I'm not really trying to fish for value in any other spots today. For the Lakers, as every single slate goes, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis questionable. They basically play the far majority of the time, but they are going to miss some games this season. So just keep a close eye on that. Wesley Matthews, also from the Lakers, is out with an Achilles injury. Not much goes on there. You just factor around some minutes to some other players. Alex Caruso, some other depth and guard pieces are going to be getting some more run. Nothing crazy, though. You didn't have Wesley Matthews playing 30 minutes a night, maybe play 20 a night with that high usage. So it's not really going to impact too many players. And now we get to some points that are actually going to open up a decent amount of value tonight and that is the Miami Heat. I literally have written down if you're watching on the YouTube version as I'll scroll up so you can see the rest of the names on this injury report. I literally have written down the Miami Heat because the Miami Heat team is dealing with some major issues today. This is what's happening right now in Miami. As of right now, they do have eight players probable to play. They have one player questionable. All you need based on the NBA rules is eight players to be able to feel the team. But the players that are already out are going to be impactful. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, arguably their three best players. Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless, a new addition, Kendrick Nunn, and then two more depth pieces that normally are not going to play. So basically who you have active today is Tyler Hero. So we're going to probably have interest there. Duncan Robinson, Andre Iguodala, Precious Achuia, Silva, Chris Silva, Max, I believe it is, Struss, and then guys who were questionable that are now probable, Kelly Olynyk and Gabe Vincent, the guy who is going to be questionable, and if he plays or not, it doesn't matter at this point because they already have eight bodies, but Myers Leonard. So yes, the entire team is basically out. You're going to see guys like Tyler Hero playing massive minutes with massive usage, Duncan Robinson, massive minutes with increased usage. I don't know how much more massive it can get for him, but then you're going to have pretty nice plays in Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk normally when he plays 24, 25 minutes, we're interested because of how good of a fantasy point per minute producer he is, and that's when he's playing at the four next to Bam Adebayo, who's a good rebounding uh, center, who's 
who's a good overall passing center. Now he's going to have the ability to probably play at the five. I think there's still a chance that they could start Chris Silva at the, at the five and Kelly Olenek at the four. And if that's the case, I have a lot of interest in Chris Silva as well. A guy who's averaging over a fantasy point per minute, historically over 1.1 fantasy points per minute in his NBA career. So yes, it should not shock anybody in here that you're going to be playing a lot of Miami guys today, as long as this game goes, right? As of right now, they have eight guys. If they don't have eight guys, the game gets canceled. Some news can break like an hour or two after you're watching this. We'll cover it on the live stream later today. So be sure to like, subscribe, and the notification bell so you can know of when we're going live, taking advantage of those 4 p.m. shows. A lot of people getting into those, around 600, 700 people in those a day. So I appreciate that. Let's even get that number up to 1,000. So if you want to tune in for that, uh, just set your alarms, right? If it's your last hour of work, a commute home, you're on your lunch break, you're getting back from it on the West Coast, be sure to tune in, get some more education schmack across your face, and just hang out with the fellas. So yes, Miami, Miami, Miami is going to be filled with value today. So so the reasons that I don't want to be playing some other teams is when you can get Miami guys that are going to be in the $4,000 range as their number two or three option on their team, or you can get guys in the $3,000 range that are going to play mid to upper 20s, if not 30s in minutes today with high fantasy point per minute production, like a Kelly Olenek, I guess he's not as cheap, or a Chris Silva, right? Or some of these other guys who are going to potentially be in the starting lineup. We'll adjust our projections based on what we actually see in the starting lineup. And yes, I don't need to be taking shots on David Nwaba to maybe play 25 minutes and maybe score 21 fantasy points when some other guys are literally going to project out for 28 to 30 fantasy points at the same exact price point today. Another big thing is that you have DeMar DeRozan out for a personal matter today. And that's going to open some things up for DeJounte Murray. So far this season when DeRozan is off the court, it's going to open some things up for a lot of these players in this team. You saw in that last game, a massive game, 19 shot attempts, I believe a season high for Lonnie Walker, a massive game for him, almost puts up 40 fantasy points. You saw Trey Lyles start and play 35 total minutes and only score 20 fantasy points. So that's a little bit of a concern in terms of what his point per minute production is. But so far this season in 107 minutes without DeMar DeRozan on the court, you're getting a 27% usage rate out of DeJounte Murray in 1.22 fantasy points per minute. The 1.22 fantasy points per minute leads the team. Lonnie Walker in a very small sample. So last game's going to overweight it. Not worth looking at too much. 53 minutes, 1.17 fantasy points per minute. Aldridge so far, 45 minutes, a 31% usage rate without a DeMar DeRozan on the court. And he gets one fantasy point per minute. So my priority, and we're going to get over there, is DeJounte Murray. But there's a lot of Spurs that are also offering some upside and value. I didn't mention Keldon Johnson. He's only averaging 0.8 fantasy points per minute as he has begun to struggle a little bit. But that's only a small sample of 79 minutes with no DeMar DeRozan on the court. Devin Vassell, the rookie, is going to be questionable with a knee. Nothing major there. You're not getting too many minutes so far this entire season. And Mr. Devin Vassell. Vassell has played 108 minutes, averages 0.81 fantasy points per minute so far this season, and an 11% usage rate. So nothing crazy there. You have Victor Oladipo, who got six deals in that game and really came on late in the fourth quarter to get you over 42 fantasy points yesterday. Very good for his price point that he was at. I believe he was 6900 Comes up $100 now to $7,000. Victor Oladipo looks good today if he plays, but he's a candidate for rest. He played 37 minutes last night. He's been playing massive minutes this entire season. He's been playing very good but if Victor Oladipo ends up sitting you probably see some more upside in that lineup in general for like an Aaron Holiday coming in but again probably not a value piece I have to get to it just really gives more usage overall assist percentage upside in scoring and usage to guys like Malcolm Brogdon DeMontis Sabonis maybe a, a Doug McDermott who played 30 minutes in the last game can see a little bit more usage there so keep an eye on Oladipo if he's in at $7,000 I have no reason to not want to play him right he's a rest candidate though so maybe they would pipe down his minutes from these 36 to 37 a night at least 35 a night that he's been getting to the low 30s especially if the game gets out of hand against Golden State. I would guess that they rest him today, right? Played massive minutes yesterday. They're saying they're going to rest him or questionable too. So why not just rest him? It's not like it's an injury. It's questionable for load management. So I guess that they would rest him today, but we can just check back in later today. And then Joe Ingles is questionable with an Achilles injury today. There's a lot of people who can get some of that usage, whether it's Royce O'Neal, uh, whether it's Bojan Bogdanovic, whether it's Jordan Clarkson, but it can kind of get sprinkled a lot of ways. I think Clarkson could be the biggest beneficiary because every minute that he gets for that team on Utah, he's just a good fantasy point per minute producer, averaging over 1.1 fantasy points per minute this year. Averaged a little bit over a fantasy point per minute last year. If Ingles is out, even if that just gives Clarkson two more minutes, it could actually make him a viable GBP play today. So now we get on to our early interest. And I would like to ask you again, please hit the like and the subscribe button. Our early interests are going to be few.
fueled by our early projections right now and our early projections you can find down below and then really our final projections probably by the time that you're watching this usually around like 10 a.m 11 a.m we finalize the projections and then based on news we will update them for any players that are out for any players that are going to be limited any players that are now active that we thought were going to be questionable or out so be sure to check that out patreon.com backslash sal underscore betry underscore not only nba but the nfl as we finish off that year also golf this week we're going to be having projections rankings super draft projections ownership a bunch of stuff for golf as well we're going to be having a live stream later this week and or a video so be sure to keep an eye out on that in the golf dfs streets as we now have our first full field event for the 2020 golf season and then maybe 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 some mma stuff so if you know any mma content creators out there that actually create quality content right they know what they're doing be sure to let them know about me that i'm looking for somebody that maybe can do some mma videos i like personally covering the mma i like personally watching the mma i do projections for mma on my own stuff might start putting them on patreon as well but with the mma season starting up this weekend maybe not by this weekend but for connor's fight in another two weeks yeah be sure to uh reach out to any mma guys maybe i can get them to come in on the channel once a week smack you guys around with some education we can go from there maybe i'll start to reach out to some industry industry guys in the MMA streets could be pretty cool to partner up with some guys and do more collabs 2021 if you've not watched my business video already on 2021 be sure to check it out it's just a quick little video on my goals on some of the stuff in content creation as a business in general if you want to learn about that how it actually works how you can actually be very sustainable and very has a lot of upside and ceiling with it but one of my goals was to collaborate more with friends and collaborate more with people in the industry especially in areas that I do like and I do like the MMA a good amount I do like golf I did a collab yesterday with uh, Rick Gaiman on the first cup CBS podcast CBS so be sure to check that out. I can link that down below for you as well if you're interested. Even if you're not interested in golf, you want to learn a little bit more, that'll help you with the first event this week. So starting it up in Brooklyn right now, the only guy that I really have interest in in Brooklyn, because I do think that Carol Savert is appropriately priced, the only guy I'm going to have interest in is going to be Mr. Kevin Durant. We saw in the last game, it was a small one-game sample, but almost 60 fantasy points from Durant without Kyrie Irving. But that makes sense because Kyrie Irving's averaging over 1.3 fantasy points per minute so far this season. The sample that we have on Kevin Durant without Kyrie Irving is massively small, right? It's 57 minutes, which basically that last game made up more than half of those minutes, right? So so you, what you're getting, though, out of Durant is 1.57 fantasy points per minute. You're getting a 36% usage rate out of him. He's shooting 68% effective field goal rate. Not that many of those are close to the basket. He's actually not driving as much. I'm not sure if that's a little bit injury-related in his head, but he's getting a 23% defensive rebounding rate and a 22% right now assist percentage. So in a very small sample of 57 minutes, basically a game and a half to two games, he's averaging a triple-double at this point with high-scoring upside. Either way, he's still too cheap. Kevin Durant as the number one scorer on your team, without a dimity out there, obviously without a Kyrie Irving. He is the OKC Thunder Kevin Durant, right? And even then, he was having Russell Westbrook. This is a guy who's going out there night in and night out, was a $10,400 player. So I do think you're still getting some value there. Heading over to Cleveland, we mentioned it on the live stream yesterday, but Cleveland kind of under the radar signed Yogi Ferrell because they, they had to use an injury exemption because they had no Matthew Dellavedova who's had concussions. You have no Dante Exum, who's hurt. Garland was hurt. Constantly. Sexton got hurt and scratched yet again. So they had to have Yogi Ferrell play 10 minutes. I think it's important to just keep that in mind when we're trying to look for value. If people are still trying to hunt value in Cleveland, I don't think it's there at this point, but that Yogi Ferrell is now going to play enough minutes in games where they have not as many bodies that it's not going to make him in play at 10 minutes or 12 minutes or 15 minutes. And it's going to pull away from some other guys that you might have wanted to play. But one of those guys that it won't really impact is Mr. Andre Drummond, who now so far this year is averaging 1.45 fantasy points per minute. We touched on this on the live stream yesterday. It pays to get into those live streams. You get a lot of tidbits, but Andre Drummond is basically having the best usage of his entire career and Andre Drummond at one point in his career was a $10,000 DraftKings player so he is still undervalued his price point comes down $100 as he scored another 47 fantasy points or 45 fantasy points yesterday he is running the point at times right Colin Sexton got scratched yesterday now they're playing on a back-to-back we'll see if Colin Sexton is in today we'll see if Andre Drummond's even in today as he continues to play some pretty big minutes played another 30 plus yesterday but he is running the point right now on this team averaging a 32% usage rate is leading the team and leading his career right now a 16% assist percentage again leads his career highs and a 38.5 
75% defensive rebounding rate. Andre Drummond is at the top of the point. Yes, he is controlling the offense more than he ever has. A center, a center that hangs around by the basket is absolutely insane. You might be saying, ah, it's, out. it's going to hurt his offensive rebounding chances. No, he's just setting up plays from the point and things like that. But yeah, right now he is dribbling the ball at the point guard spot. His 32% usage is a career high. And this is a spot where if this is going to be the case, as long as he gets the minutes, which has always been the question mark, some games he's getting 37 or 41 minutes, and some games he's getting 26, whether it's foul trouble, blowouts, whatever it might be, because he still plays on not that great of a team. Cleveland, number one defensive efficiency rating right now in the NBA. I don't think that's going to hold up, but he's a big reason why that's happening. So Drummond at $9,100 is definitely in play. You can go with a, it's definitely a pay-up standpoint, right? Kevin Durant and Andre Drummond. But if we get enough value from Miami, maybe some more value opens up from Philadelphia or some other teams today. You have some right now with the Spurs. Yeah, you can play a Drummond and a Kevin Durant, right? Two $9,000 players. Unless we get some massive value, you probably can't play two $10,000 players, but who are you going to play? James Harden, LeBron James. LeBron James questionable. Harden really struggling as of late, but you know, if there's no John Wall, some things can change there. Going over to Denver today, Jamal Murray is just fine. I, I think he's just a GPP option for you. If you are somebody who plays cash games, he's not going to grade out as that great of a value play. $6,900 in this matchup against Brooklyn. He's just going to have nice one-on-one matchups. He'll be facing Chioza. He'll be facing Landry Shaman. He'll be facing Joe Harris at times, probably. I think it's just nice matchups for a guy who's averaging just 0.9 fantasy points per minute so far this year. I do think that Jamal Murray at some point is going to be above a $7,500 player, $7,700 player, once he starts averaging game in and game out over a fantasy point per minute, like we know he can do. He's getting a 22.5% usage rate right now on this team that's basically second when there's no Michael Porter Jr. on the court. When there is no Michael Porter Jr. on the court and he's going to remain out as of right now, unless some news changes, we can cover that on the 4 p.m. show. But without Michael Porter Jr. on the court, Jamal Murray's overall usage does increase to 24%. His overall fantasy points per minute do go from 0.89 to 0.95, and I think that's only going to continue to get higher. He's a nice GPP option because I think Jamal Murray on this slate with other guys in his price range that people probably want to get to, Tyler Hero, if that game plays today, will definitely be one, potentially John Wall, some other guys in that 6K range from uh, San Antonio, like Keldon Johnson, Lamarcus Aldridge, even DeJounte Murray for $300 more. He's going to be absolutely unowned. And we know that Jamal Murray has a pretty massive ceiling in the 50, 60, 70 point range that comes out not often, but a decent amount of the time that if he's going to be one to 3% owned, you can play him on a six game slate for sure. We already talked about John Wall and how I think he's underpriced at $7,400. He's definitely in early interest. Malcolm Brogdon is going to be in play for me. He's playing massive minutes, another 38 minute night for him. But I do think he's getting to the point where he's appropriately priced. But, 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 and this is a big old booty. If you do have Victor Oladipo out today, a candidate for rest, it makes Malcolm Brogdon's $8,600 price point even better, right? It's already, I think, appropriately priced, but it makes him maybe even undervalued at that price point because he's playing 38 to 40 minutes a night. He's played 40 plus minutes multiple times in the past couple of games. He's averaging a 30% assist percentage so far this year. 1.18 fantasy points per minute is second on the team, only behind Mr. DeMontis Sabonis. And if we take Oladipo off the court, which is going to reduce the sample to be pretty small because Oladipo has been playing a lot of minutes so far this season. But if we take Oladipo off the court, Malcolm Brogdon goes from a 1.18 fantasy point per minute producer to a 1.3. I repeat, a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer with a 28% usage rate, which is basically a virtual tie with Sabonis on the team, a 35% assist percentage, and a 17% rebounding rate. He basically becomes averaging a triple-double usage in terms of what those rates are going to tell you. So Brogdon with Oladipo on, fine play, has an upside to score you 50 plus, at the worst is probably going to get you in the 40s with the minutes that he's playing, and if Brogdon is going to be playing without Oladipo, it's going to look really good for him. So bonus, you could basically give the exact same reasons for. You get Sabonis averaging about 1.25 fantasy points per minute. He goes up to 1.35 without Oladipo on the court. He sees a 29% usage rate. He continues to see a high assist and rebounding rate as well. So both of those guys are in play. Right now, I would take Malcolm Brogdon just for the positionality and the cheaper price point because you do have guys like Andre Drummond on the slate and some other centers that I think are actually going to be viable like a Kelly Olenek that we can get to in a second. And we're basically there right now, right? We, we can talk about Miami because Miami is going to be important on the slate because Miami has their entire team and most of their star players, three of their top players, definitely their two top players. If you want to say Goran Dragic versus Tyler Hero versus three and four, whatever you want to say, whatever floats your boat, they're going to have a lot of players out today. And Tyler Hero already plays the most minutes on this team. He's already averaging 0.91 fantasy 
fantasy points per minute. He already sees a 21% usage rate. So I'm going to assume that Tyler Hero is going to see over a 30% usage rate today. I'm going to project him for well over a fantasy point per minute, probably over 1.1 fantasy points per minute. And at $6,700, I assume that Tyler Hero will be one of the top plays, if not the top play on the slate. Kelly Olynyk, Kelly O started off as questionable. He is now going to be probable for this game. Kelly Olynyk also seeing big minutes, averaging a fantasy point per minute so far this season, a 17% usage rate. If Kelly Olynyk plays anywhere near 30 minutes, which I think now, as long as he starts at $5,300 is very possible. It is still a tougher matchup against Philadelphia, but they are banged up and down. Kelly Olynyk also looks like a strong play. Duncan Robinson. Now these are the guys that are, they're still underpriced, right? But they're at least a little bit more expensive. You're going to have guys like Precious going out there today, being a decent option. Chris Silva, if he starts going out there today and you can get maybe 20, 24 to 26 to 28 minutes out of him at a very cheap price point in the three K range. All these Miami players, as you'll see on the projections, we could talk about later on today after I finalize the projections. If they're only going to have eight or nine bodies today, yes, there's going to be like five or six of them in play and three or four of them are going to stand out as some top options. These are the ones that I would actually feel the most confident in as veteran players that actually have a long sample size of them being productive players in the league. And now, as long as they're going to be getting usage bumps and even minutes bumps for some of them, yes, they're going to be look like guys that I like. Tyler Hero, Kelly Olenek, Duncan Robinson. And if you see Chris Silver starting, I think that also looks pretty good. Precious probably starts in this game. Looks fine if you're going to get 30 plus minutes as well. We scroll down now to finish off the slate with some Spurs, but one player that we have to get to. And oh, okay, okay, here we go, here we go, right? So for the first five or six days of the show, I was telling you that, you know what, SGA is going to be a player that's literally going to be a $9,000 player at some point pretty soon, if not higher than that for you. And SGA is going to be scoring you 45 to 55 fantasy points a night, if not very soon, one day for you. And basically every single night over those five or six nights, and we're making a good amount of videos, he was scoring like 38 to 42 a night. And people are just like, oh my God, this guy keeps putting SGA on his list. We get it already, guy. Okay. So I, t- I started taking him off the list. And I was just telling you, play SGA because he's 78 to $8,000 and he's going to start scoring you 50 points. Well, you know what happened? SGA's shot finally started to fall because he's a good basketball player, although somewhat inefficient. His shot finally started to fall and he started to become more ball dominant than he already was. SGA has now scored 50 50 plus fantasy points if you have not been paying attention in three straight games for you in terms of DraftKings points. And SGA is still the play for me because he should be $500 to $1,000 more in my opinion. We will take the price discount. We will take the price discount in a matchup where you're not going to see Derek White against him, where you're not going to be seeing DeMar DeRozan against him today against the Spurs in a matchup where he's averaging 26.5% usage rate, a 1.22. This is a guy who earlier this year was averaging like 1.1 fantasy points per minute. Now he's up to 1.22 and I think that number is going to continue to go upwards towards 1.3 fantasy points per minute. Over a 33% assist percent so far this season. Yes, SGA has been fantastic, and SGA is going to be somebody at $8,000 that if you're building a middle balanced lineup, he should be really the second, maybe even the first guy into your lineup. SGA, these past three games, 55 fantasy points on 11 of 16 shooting, 51.5 on 9 of 14 shooting, and 50.75 on 7 of 17 shooting. He has been able to actually shoot efficiency, and he has been able to increase his overall volume. Earlier this season, he was shooting in a couple of games just 10 times per game. He was only shooting 29%. He was only shooting from the field 30%, right? And then he ends up starting to come out lately, shooting 42 shooting 64 and 69 percent these hot shooting nights are not going to continue but as long as the volume stays up even if you start shooting 8 of 16 again 50 percent i feel comfortable with that right i feel comfortable that he's going to be able to score me at eight thousand dollars 45 fantasy points are around there so sga more than in play for us and we can finish this up with the spurs now who if we want to go over to san antonio we kind of already went in depth on this what it's going to be looking like you can go down for more guys right if trey lyles does start again he only scored 20 fantasy points in 35 minutes he's not a good fantasy and producer so if he doesn't start i have no interest i don't even know if he'll be in the rotation if he does start you can get there again because he is value, but we already talked about where there's potentially some other value on the slate that we can get to. So I could probably avoid that. I do think that you can get to if you want 
to Lonnie Walker, although his price point is up after a big game. If there's no DeMar DeRozan, he has been seeing more usage when that is the case. But I like DeJounte Murray's ceiling. I like LaMarcus Aldridge's ceiling. And I think Keldon Johnson at $6,200 is a little bit underpriced here, especially with no DeMar DeRozan. Has been struggling lately. But on the season, Keldon Johnson has still played the second most minutes on this team, only behind DeJounte Murray. He's averaging 0.97 fantasy points a minute on a 20% usage rate. That stuff actually goes down with DeRozan off the court. But again, it's a small sample size of like a game and a half. DeJounte Murray would be my favorite play from San Antonio, then LaMarcus Aldridge, and then it's kind of a coin flip. I'd probably go three a Keldon Johnson, 3B, Lonnie Walker. If you're interested in Trey Lyles, if he starts again, can't talk you off of him. He'll grade out as a decent value, but not somebody that I want to prioritize today. Some other things to touch on is just the Philadelphia 76ers. We need more news. We have no updates, and I don't think we're going to be getting an update. It's already We already know that you're not going to be seeing Seth Curry for a little while. He did test positive for COVID, but guys like Tobias Harris, guys like Shake Milton, Furkin Korkmaz, uh, Matisse Thibault, these guys, we have no news if they're playing today. They weren't playing yesterday because of COVID reasons. I assume one or multiple of them have COVID, or they're at least waiting on results, so odds of them playing today seem to be pretty down doubtful or slim or questionable at very best. But we do not have any news right now, so it's kind of a big shrug emoji. We do know that at least they're saying that they're expecting Ben Simmons to play. So that hurts the upside of guys like Joel Embiid's overall ceiling. That hurts the overall ceiling and really just usage in general of Tyrese Maxey. Now you're actually starting to see a normal starting lineup out there with Ben Simmons, a Danny Green. They could even put Maxey at the two and put Danny Green at the three. You might see still Mike Scott starting at the four, which if you've been seeing anything out of Mike Scott, he does not look like he's in basketball shape. He does not look like a good basketball player. As you can see, if you watch any of that game yesterday, or really since he's been playing so far this season, and now he's coming off of an injury. So as appealing as a lot of the Sixers guys were yesterday, Ben Simmons coming back and playing 35 minutes now is going to ruin a lot of that for their overall usage and upside. I don't want to be playing Isaiah Joe. I don't want to be playing Matthias, right? I don't want to be playing these guys at this point. So that's why you're not seeing a lot of them mentioned. Sure, you can get to Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons if you want to. There's no Tobias Harris still out there. There's no Seth Curry still out there and some of these other guys that might pick up some usage. But in my opinion, their price points are where they should be for the insertion of Ben Simmons. Now, if Ben Simmons is out again, then yeah, Maxi looks good yet again. You can start to pick off some of these value pieces. I would prefer a lot of the value since it's not already priced up like it's starting to become priced up in Philly. This is now their third game playing uh, handicapped, if you will, or playing just with less men. Compared to it being Miami's first game when the salaries are already out before all this news, so you're getting all the value in the world on Miami. The prices are not yet up there. So thank you for tuning in to the Tuesday show. We will be live at 4 p.m. East Coast time. Look out for a golf video that might be out later today. If not later today, then definitely on Wednesday. Some NFL content as the week goes on. We will have NBA live streams every single day during the week at 4 p.m. Actually, not on Friday. I actually have a flight on Friday. So Monday through Thursday at 4 p.m. We'll have projections throughout the weekend, the weekend as well. So be sure to check all that out. Thank you for tuning into the show. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button before you go and tune in for the 4 p.m. live stream. Let's try and get that number to 1,000. That will be our goal right now. We've had it around six or 700. If we can get it to 1,000 live concurrent viewers, that would be fantastic. So see you all then. Thank you for tuning in. Check out Patreon for more exclusive content and more tools to help you win and support the sponsor of our show, which is a fun game to be playing, Super Draft, that is actually profitable for you. If you're throwing your dollars away over on DraftKings, I'm telling you, if you actually play Super Draft properly and prioritize it, promo code SAL, S-A-L, free money bonus up to $1,000 rooskies. It will be very beneficial for you. Thank you, everybody, and I'll see you later today.